Welcome. I'm Janessa Durrani, a midlife mom of two crazy teen boys and a host of The Daily Practice, an online community for women who, like me, are on a journey to their what's next. And this is my podcast, where each week in 20 minutes or less, I will share my tips, tricks, and hacks to help you dream big and implement small to make the most of your busy days. And I would love for you to pop into a daily practice and check out all that it has to offer. What is it you say? A daily practice is the first step in applying your caring spirit to yourself by joining a community of personal goal enablers. It's fun, it's meaningful, it's where generosity and gratitude come together. The doors are wide open and the community is currently free to join. This is a great time to join as we have amazing programs planned for January. Okay, let's get started. I'm so excited to do a deep dive this evening with Sonia Bastulich, an author, speech pathologist, and a mom of three children from Sydney, Australia. I could listen to her chat all night long. Each month within the community, we take a deep dive with a speaker that aligns with our current theme. This month's theme is Reflect, looking back to push us forward. And we've run a 30-day self-care challenge throughout the month, so this is perfect as Sonia's new book is called Flourish for Mums, and it's her 21 strategies for self-care. Welcome. So Sonia, tell us all about yourself. A bit about myself. I'm going to cast back to childhood, so get comfortable, (laughs) Um, and then I'll bring you up to where I am today. But um, casting back to my childhood, I was very much someone who was worried about the world, let's say. Uh, The news was on a lot on the TV, and uh, and I was exposed to that, and, and I was often... I often had a lot of questions. Why are things happening the way they are? Why aren't we kinder to each other? And I had a lot of questions as a child. And as soon as I was able to write, I put all my questions, my thoughts, my observations, my reflections into my journals. And journaling is something I have done pretty much daily since childhood. And uh, and I'd say from childhood, I've always been a writer. That's been my outlet. That's been my voice and my tool of expression and my gift to share with others with the hope of providing some joy and also some healing as well. So from childhood, I decided that I wanted to make a positive difference and I wanted to empower positive change. So I uh, looked at and became a speech pathologist in the US, potentially referred to as a speech therapist. And uh, I really wanted to help people. And I absolutely loved um, speech pathology being a role that does change lives. And many of you might have had some kind of uh, experience with a speech therapist, um, but I loved that I felt I was really making a difference. And uh, I, after graduating from university, I traveled um, to different countries and, and worked extensively with predominantly children, families, and mothers who were bringing their children in um, for therapy. So um, on my return to Australia, this was about 15 and a half years ago, I founded clinics in Sydney um, and uh, they're, they're still running today. And I, at that point, I knew how I wanted to make a difference. I felt like I understood the gaps a little bit from what I was seeing in different health systems around the world. And I thought, I want to create something um, that's going to fill those gaps. 
So I opened my own clinics and, um, and I felt at that point, I've worked with thousands of children and mothers and I felt I had a really um, di- you know, understanding of the diversity and the complexity and the challenges and the rewards of motherhood, having worked with so many. But the one thing that I'd noticed was that mums were constantly feeling guilt, constantly feeling that they were not enough, that they were failing. Um, and I would be kind of going, okay, well, I know you're here to help your child, but in order to help your child best, I also need to help you as well. We need to work on this as a team holistically. And so there was that real outer focus that I had observed back then. Um, I had my first child and then I had two more in close succession. So I had three children all in about two and a half years. And yes, they were all planned. Yes, I know. I was called many things like, are you crazy? Are you? And I'm like, no matter what label you put on me, this is my normal. Um, a shock to the system. It was just like, whoa, what's going on in this place? Um, and I had this intense kind of influx of expectations that I'd put on myself, that society had placed on me, cultural expectations, um, you know, from my background, my parents are of European background. Um, and it was almost this process of just losing myself amongst this new world that I had stepped into. Um, And there were also all the challenges of me wanting to get things right. I want to get the, I want to be the best company leader that I can be, the best mother that I can be, the best wife, the best daughter, the best sister. And what I came to realise within that journey was that I wasn't really focused on myself and me being my best self. And that was, you know, one of my aha moments. And I know I'm kind of leading into all of the inspiration for Flourish for Mums. But, you know, that was a real aha moment for me was that I had forgotten myself in, in my own circle of nurture. But uh, that, that expression and that, um, that me reaching out and connecting to other mums uh, within that, that realm of motherhood, but also kind of digging away at, you know, you're under there too, uh, without the mother label, was, was a really important part of the messaging that I wanted to get out. So... That's my long summary to my my introduction, Janessa. That is a great introduction so far. And some of the things that you were just saying that I think the folks that are and also who are here tonight being such perfectionists that we lose ourselves in trying to be everything for everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think think we can all relate to that. Um, So how did you go about writing this book? And tell us more about what's in it. Yeah, so how did I go about writing Flourish? Well, basically, I felt and I knew that I needed to give this gift to mothers. Um, And in in honour of all the mothers, as I said earlier, I felt such a deep connection to all the thousands of mums I had worked with before having my own children. And, um, And I felt that there were just so many myths I needed to bust. You know, I needed to... I needed to say to mums, you do matter and I see you and you are valued um, and you are of value. And um, so I so desperately wanted to, and and I still do and am, getting that message across to mothers and in working with mothers to actually experience that transition from having it in your head and and feeling it in your heart are two very different things. Because for me, when I started to actively self-explore what self-care really meant, 
um, and, and being able to access that at a deeper level. So it's not about spending money. It's not about lots of time needed. Um, and it doesn't have to be complex. I, I started my own journey of how do I reach that deeper level of connection with myself in an accessible way? Um, and so that really led me to put together a proposal uh, to the publishers, the same ones who published my children's books. Um, and I submitted my proposal in December of 2019. And on that same day, the commissioning editor wrote back and said, we want this. So that's what I wanted to create. I started writing in February and um, yeah, and it was basically, I submitted it. It took about, I submitted it in July. So it just took a matter of months to write and, and refine. Um, and it came out in April this year, 2021. So um, yeah, so it has 21 ways to thrive with self-care and acceptance. They are all universal principles because I wanted any mum to be able to pick it up. And I say mum, but can I just say quietly, dads have read it, women without children have read it, and they've kind of gone, it's completely amazing for me too. And I said, I know that because they are universal. Um, but obviously the writing comes from, you know, sharing stories of what children have taught me, my own children, but the children I've worked with, because children are our greatest teachers and our greatest healers. So there's a lot of lessons from what children have shared and what mothers have shared too. So I know there's 21 strategies. What yes. are your three, what are your three go-tos? What are the three most important to you or that you found most impactful or those that have been um, received? By mm. That's an interesting question because, and I say it because obviously I've experienced all the 21 strategies and I will pull out, you know, which one I might need on one day more than another. But I think one of the key ones is chapter one and it's honor your humanness. Um, and that would be one of the key underlying things we've got to remember each and every day. Um, and, uh, and I'll share with you the little story that I have in, in that chapter. And it opens really with you know, a morning that I was in my room, looking at my wardrobe, deciding what I wanted to wear that day. And my four-year-old daughter came into the room and she said to me, mum, why do kids have mums? And I was like, um, I'm thinking, does she not see everything that I do for her? Like every day, can't she see, you know, why kids have mums? So I started rattling off, well, you know, cook healthy foods, we keep you safe, we teach you new things. I was rattling all these things off. And then I paused and I said to her, why do you think kids have mums? And now she paused and she looked up at me big, beautiful, round moon face. And she said simply, to love them. And my heart just skipped a beat, it paused, and I thought, shit, I didn't <laughs> say that. I didn't say that. My list was so long and I did not say simply to love them. And I just thought, okay, Wisdom has been spoken beyond words here. Time to pause and listen up and just focus on what really matters. Drop the perfectionism, drop the doing. And that was a real, a real aha and a 
big beginning for me to differentiate between doing and being. And that's very important for mums to have that differentiation. So honour your humanness is, is a big one, um, chapter one. Another one that is not one of the 21, but it has been really popular for discussion. I'm happy, and if you like, Jeanette, I can read you this little section. Would you like me to do that? Sure. Yeah. So this is, um, this is in chapter two. It's not, it's not one of the principles, but I talk about the concept of the brain's compare and contrast button. Now, I'm sure you know where this is going. Mums are really good at activating the compare and contrast button in our brain. So I talk about getting to know it. So if you find your mind quietly playing the comparison game with someone else, whether it be comparing looks, personality traits, lifestyle or material things, you are likely on a thought path that will lead you to feeling down about yourself. So how do you stop it? Step one, catch that thought and acknowledge that your brain has hit the compare and contrast button. Step two, break the circuitry with a thought and feeling of celebration toward whatever that other person has or does. This will retrain your brain to build others up instead of tearing them or yourself down. Anytime I found this occurring to me, I acknowledge that something about a person has brought up to the surface an insecurity I may have about myself or my situation. This is my stuff. Once aware of it, I own it and then choose what to do with it. And this simple action puts you into an empowering position and ability to be proactive with your thoughts and your actions. And the third one that I love, can't remember which number it is, it's toward the end, but is a principle, is it the 20th? Uh, okay. It is dance more often. That had has to be one of my daily most quick impact, positive and effective way to shift energy. Guilt is one of the big things that keeps us from taking care of ourselves. And what are some of the other things, you know, from all the moms you've been talking to, of what stands in their way between, you know, we're really great at taking care of everyone but ourselves? Do you know what? I would say... The biggest thing is that mothers are just not giving themselves permission. It's that simple. We haven't actually given ourselves permission to include ourselves on our so in our circle of nurture. Um, and it, it takes pausing and creating space for ourselves to actually understand that we are on autopilot with certain things that we, we're not stopping to question, well, why am I doing this and, you know, for, for my child, but I'm not doing it for myself? And so any excuse that comes up, because I hear, well, I haven't got time. And, uh, you know, one mum, for example, said, I don't really find I have the time for self-care. And I said, well, that comes down to two things. One, how do you define self-care? Because that's often what I work with mothers to do is redefine what it actually means. And two, if your child's uh, preschool was to call and say they were sick, would you make the time to go pick them up in your busy schedule and bring them home and look after them? And would you be able to catch up with all the other stuff that you felt you had to do and you couldn't make time for? And she said, absolutely. 
So basically what we're saying is we're not a priority. So we need to change our inner narrative. We want our children to be happy and healthy. And our children want us to be happy and healthy. It's, it's a very simple, beautiful, reciprocal, you know, intention there. Our children want us to be happy and healthy. Now, if we give ourselves permission, and when we do, to even do something small to reconnect with ourselves at a deeper level, we respond better. And research backs this up. And they feel that if they do give something to themselves that they're taking away. And I say, no, 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 no. When you give to yourself, the abundance is even more so, tenfold, a hundredfold. So it's kind of changing that dialogue and that narrative um, that's often misunderstood, that if we give to ourselves, we're taking away and, and we're actually not. And that's what, you know, that's kind of the whole concept of a daily practice is what can we do in 10 minutes that helps us reconnect to ourselves so that we can, in essence, dream big and implement small, but also how can we be then a better mom, a better friend, a better community member, and so forth. And it only takes 10 minutes. And everyone thinks, oh, I can't do anything in 10 minutes. It's amazing what we can do in just small, small pockets of time. And that's the perfect in this that thinks that unless we have a whole hour or if we can't go to the spa, then we're not going to be able to take care of ourselves. And, you know, we know that all of these things, very little time, very little resources um, and have huge impacts. So being a mom of three that were all tiny at the same time, what do you wish you would have known then that you know now? I would say, um, yeah, not to be a perfectionist. I think it's really about, and, and Jack Cornfield actually quoted this, it's not about living right, it's about loving right. Embrace your journey. You are learning, you'll always be learning just as your children are, and you don't need to know everything. The second one would be, yeah, bin the guilt. Bin the guilt practice binning it because I know it just doesn't happen like that it actually takes practice so you being the model of self-care do you think your children see that know that and and practice their own self-care absolutely absolutely and and I can I say they all do enjoy also when we have you know the luxury self-care moments of knowing you know when do they need to have a bath with Epsom salts and essential oil and classical music. Like they, they have seen me do it, you know, in times when I really go, I really need to just whew, take some, some deep time for myself. Um, yeah, they're very aware of, and, and they'll say it. I hear them outside the bathroom. They're like, shh, mum's in the bath. Like, you know, we need to be quiet, everyone. Um, but in, and in saying that, we do the same. I've done the same for them. So we do the same. So I'll run the bath for them. And then we also pay that same respect back. I chat to them also. They're at an age where we can chat about things and they've made their own posters. You know, what, what do they need? It's more about them getting to build their own self-awareness. Um, and as kids, there's so much development going on. But it's for me, it's like you've just got to start to get to know yourselves. One little quick story that, that you just reminded me of. So the other night at dinner, my, my son, my eight-year-old son, he said to me, um, oh, I asked Jack at school, I said, Jack, you know, who are your best friends? 
And he said, oh, well, you are. You're one of my best friends. And so is Simon. So you and Simon will be my best friends. And my son said, and I said to him, that's not good. And Jack said, why? He said, because you need to be your own best friend first. Wow. And I was like, cool, tick. I'll just walk off now, go for a holiday. You just saw, you just saw yeah, it out. Yeah, that's like one of those mom mic drop moments right there. Well, and I think that's, you know, that's an important thing. Again, it goes to that compare and contrast piece, you know. My daily practice, I always like, what are, you know, what's the first three things you do in the morning for me after I go to the bathroom, brush my teeth, I meditate to my morning pages and then I check my bank balances. Those are my, my three first things. And I have had community members that are like, Janessa, I just, I don't like to meditate. I'm like, then don't meditate. And others, even though I truly believe that morning pages are really important. There are some people that journaling is just really uncomfortable for them. So as opposed to like trying to do something because it's supposed, like it works for her and it's actually making you uncomfortable, that's not self-care. We have a community member who is an avid gardener. I can't think of something I'd rather not do. Like that is not self-care. That is work. That comes from like growing up in Iowa, like near farms and like that's work for me. I, of course, didn't have it recording when I did the introduction, which I will now ever let everyone go, and then I will do my introduction again. I'm figuring this out little bit by little. Um, excellent. Sonia, this has been amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you will take time for yourself in the new year to apply your caring spirit to yourself. You deserve it. There is nothing to be guilty about. And if you're ready to set intentions that will stick in the new year, I invite you to my Vision 2022 Intuitive Retreat for the New Year. This is a virtual event on January 5th where we will create an intuitive vision board for your 2022. It will be offered within the daily practice community. The event and the community are currently both free to join. Check out today's show notes for all the links you need.